My next guest on Tea Time with me, Ali Monjak, is Jacqueline Cresswell, curator of Spirit and Endeavour, the exhibition at Salisbury Cathedral to celebrate 800 years of the laying of the foundation stone. Jacqueline has brought together work from some of the most renowned contemporary artists of the 20th and 21st century. And as she says herself, the exhibition embodies the spirit, ambition, faith and endeavour that has built this magnificent building. I had the pleasure of meeting her in person and having a tour of this wonderful exhibition. Let's find out more. It's lovely to be sat here with you today. Um, not, not that the public can actually sit here, can they, Jacqueline? No, no, no. We, we're being a little bit naughty. We're going to have to clean this when we, when we lift our bottoms up off this piece of stone that we're sitting on. But it's, it is a glorious day and we're very lucky to have such a lovely day for this. And to see you finally, gosh, I think we've had a couple of interviews on Zoom. And this is the first time I've actually been able to take you around the exhibition. And I'm, I'm really just honoured to be here today because it's even more spectacular. I know that almost sounds very cliche, doesn't it? But it is actually more spectacular looking at the pieces in real life than actually looking over the, them over the internet. That, that, thank you for saying that. But I have to say that um, nothing can really replace seeing a work of art in the situation that it was chosen for so you have the context here of the cathedral and the work sitting in it so i'm so delighted you enjoyed it um, and i hope later you'll have a chance to walk outside and, and view all the other pieces um, in the close so spirit and endeavor and what a spirit and endeavor that salisbury cathedral actually has doesn't it certainly um well, you know that this year is our 800th anniversary. It's a very, very special year. So um, this exhibition has been, actually been in the planning for a long time. Um, and yes, I mean, the people of Salisbury, look at our spirit, look, look at us after Novichok, etc. We, we do have this amazing sense of community and this amazing resilience. And I guess this exhibition was about all those stonemasons and those wood carvers and the builders and the glaziers who all came here and it's their ingenuity and their creativity and their endeavor that created this amazing building so the this the exhibition is a celebration up to them because it's their their spirit that they, they, they came here in the spirit of faith um, to build something extraordinary so yes, this is all about them really. It's all about Salisbury and about the people who built it. So I mean, that was 800 years ago. It's a long time ago, yes. The world was a very different place then. And funny enough, um, thinking about 800 years ago, I mean, that means that the cathedral went through the plague, the bubonic plague and, and other, goodness knows how many other uh, plagues and wars and, and all of that. that, that forms part of the history of this amazing building. Um, it's full of ritual and history. 
it is full of ritual and history. It, it has that breathtaking feeling, doesn't it, when you enter the cathedral anyway. You can almost hear, feel the history that's been before. I mean, it's taken you three years mm -hmm. to put together this amazing exhibition to celebrate the 800 years. I mean, in the beginning, were you looking at the history and who did what and if you could find anything in the library oh gosh so much research went into this because every work of art has been chosen not only for um, who the artist was because obviously this is uh, most of the artists are turner prize winners or royal academicians or fourth plinth artists but and and in choosing the work the work has a narrative of its own, but in the contents of the exhibition, the, the narrative fits in with the Spirit and Endeavour story. So for instance, when you walk inside, you see the Grace and Perry death of a working hero. And we stop and we see that um, there is a gentleman in, in uh, a coffin. And I although I've chosen it because I wanted us to celebrate the wonderful people who built the cathedral and, and lost their lives in building the cathedral, mm. but also the fact that these people were heroes. And he brings that, he brings that, so that was chosen for that reason, because not only is it um, showing the industry of people, but the fact that um, you know, they, they are celebrated. The people who built this place are our heroes. Because here it stands today, 800 years later. To think, you know, cast your mind back to 800 years ago. Mm -hmm. As you said, you know, you, you've done part of the exhibition to celebrate the people that built the cathedral. I mean, can you imagine that 800 years ago, that would have been their only job? Yes, actually, it was quite interesting doing some research. What would happen was, so you would get a, for instance, a gentleman who carves uh, a bauble or, or a circle and so he would then go because a lot of these cathedrals were all built within a, a certain period over a certain period sort of uh, 12th 13th centuries etc and um so they would actually go to chichester and well they're Chichester's earlier so winchester perhaps and would do some stone carving for them and then would come here so their job would be to carve a certain thing but a lot of people um were born obviously, because their parents came to Salisbury to, to build here and then were taught the trade that their parents had taught them. So yes, I mean, people like, and we still today have stone, a stonemason's yard here and we have a glazier's yard as well. So it's interesting to think that all of those um, arts, uh, art, the mediums and the craft in making these things, still today we're doing, we're doing the same thing here at Salisbury, which is wonderful. Yeah. And I'm not sure, really, whether there are any people who are related directly. That would be interesting to know, but I don't know that. So what was the first piece that you actually chose for the exhibition? Oh, how interesting you should ask me that. So the first piece I chose was... And poor Mark Wallinger. So Mark Wallinger was doing some project in 2015 for Runnymede to do with Magna Carta, and he came to visit the cathedral, and I cornered him. And I told Mark all about this exhibition. And I asked him if we could please have Threshold to the Kingdom. And he said, yes. And that was the first piece. So that was amazing. That was the first piece. Um, and I knew exactly where it was, it was going to be in the Trinity Chapel. And I'm hoping later you'll get a chance to, 
to, to show um, your followers this amazing work in the Trinity Chapel uh, with uh, Allegri's Miserere singing. Um, and it's called Threshold to the Kingdom because um, Mark is, is sort of playing with words. It is um, a video, it is um, an uh, 11 minute video taken outside the arrivals hall at the city airport. So he, it's, a, a, it's, a, it's a video of people being welcomed into the United Kingdom. But where it sits in the Trinity Chapel, it also talks about being welcomed into the kingdom of God. And you have a gentleman sitting at the desk on the right, sort of at St. Paul. But what's really interesting is these are not actors in this video. They are just ordinary people. Mm. And it's so wonderful that you see them coming through the door and they've all got this sense of, where am I? You know, that sort of sense of, of uh, sort of disorientation in a way of where am I? But I don't know if you remember as a child, I used to go and visit, um, wait at the airport for my aunt or uncle or father to, to visiting you know, us from wherever they were. And that sense of anticipation and, um, and uh, love, waiting for my loved one to come through. And you, you get a sense of that in the video as well. There is a one section in particular which is considering that we can't hug each other today or people can't kiss or embrace. And there is an elderly lady waiting for somebody and they have this wonderful embrace. And it's, it just gives me, it's tingly, you know, to think that that's being shown, you know, today in a place where this is not, this, this is no, <laughs> which is interesting. It is strange, isn't it? Because, you know, at the time when you first decided on the yes. first piece to yes. go in the exhibition, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we, we didn't know this was ever going to happen. No. No. Well, it's a bit like um, we started installing in March, beginning of March, and every day we had obviously everything planned because you can't, nothing, not everything can be installed at the same time because the monumental pieces outside take four or five days to install. And we managed to, the exhibition was supposed to open on the 25th of March. And on the 20th, we were told more or less that we were probably having to close the cathedral on Monday the 23rd, by which time we had only 19 of the 20 pieces up and we hadn't yet got Martin Creed's and we had to put that up when we reopened the cathedral in, um, uh, when was it, July. That, that had to be installed in July. So we actually didn't manage to install everything. So that was the last piece to be installed in, in the collection. And we didn't manage to do it, yeah. And it's that sense of, okay, now what? You know, three years to build this exhibition. All the um, planning, uh, obviously, Although I'm the curator and it's sort of uh, my concept, etc. You never work on your own. You always have lots of people helping you. Um, and, and I like to work like that. I like everybody to come aboard because it's everybody's exhibition. Yes. And, um, and then for us to kind of think, now what? You know, now what? I thought it was just going to be three weeks. And then we'll be back. Ha. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Forever the optimist. <laughs> yeah, and here we are. I mean, there's 20 pieces. There are 20 visiting pieces, but then we have obviously um, our permanent collection and a piece that you could probably see across there. Uh, two pieces. One is Emily Young's Angel Head, and the large yellow disc is um, uh, Barbara Hepworth's uh, Construction Crucifixion, which is part of our permanent collection. And outside part of our permanent collection is um, Helene Blumenfeld's Angel's Harmony and Elizabeth Frank's Walking Madonna. Oh. And then you out there, you've got wonderful monumental works. So outside, you have these enormous monumental pieces, and some are actually quite playful. 
Um, you have enormous reclining figure by Henry Moore. You have a wonderful um, glass staircase by Danny Lane. Sort of, as, you, as you're walking down the path, as if you're entering the cathedral, it's almost an optical illusion because in some ways you look as though you can actually climb up those stairs all the way to the spire. And some people call it stairway to heaven. I want people to embrace it and make it their own. Um, and we've got beautiful um, Lynn Chadwick's uh, couple sitting on the bench. Uh, Conrad Shawcross, um, Formation One. Uh, that wonderful um, big bucket you saw as you're coming in, uh, Gupta, Subt Gupta. Um, and we've got uh, a wonderful round um, Skolt Sky Station seat that invites people to lie back and have a look at the spire and the sky and just contemplate life. And we've got quite a bit to contemplate, yeah? We have got quite a bit to contemplate yeah. and I mean that that is the purpose of this exhibition though is contemplation of the last 800 years isn't it I mean you know how how amazing to think that the building is still standing here and it's all its beauty and form mm. I mean many of the artists that you have chosen are no longer with us is there there apart from Mark is there there any other artists that are Kind of with us? Oh gosh, a lot of them are, are contemporary artists. I'd say most of them are contemporary artists. Um, so we've got Tony Craig, he's still with us. Martin Cree is, is a, a young artist as well. Um, obviously uh, Barbara Hepworth isn't with us and Elizabeth Frink isn't with us any longer and neither is Henry Moore. All in Chadwick actually, I didn't think about this. <laughs> But, um, and Craigie Aitchison isn't with us any longer. Uh, neither is Eduardo Palazzi. Gosh, you've really got me thinking. Um, but yes, it's a mix, a real mixture of, of um, contemporary. Well, it's, it's, I would say that it's a collection of 20 works of art from the past 20th and 21st century. And, you know, what, what's the oldest artist? I mean, how long ago was that one of those pieces done that aren't alive, say, you know, Henry Moore? Um, Henry Moore, that, that I think is, uh, was done in 1983. So they're, they're still, and looking at it today, it almost looks like it was made yesterday. Mm. And it's, it is the feature piece on our catalogue because it's this stark contrast between this beautiful, large, white, organic form set against this gothic architecture with all its sharp edges and its arches. So you really, when you see the two together, the contrast makes you really see the cathedral in a different way. And of course, we call this Mother Church, and so she is a mother, and she's got this wonderful embracing arms for people to kind of take sanctuary in, and this is, of course, a sanctuary as well. So there's all these little, um, twos and fro's and her arms um, standing there actually it was only when she was installed that I did I notice this were so much like our flying buttresses you know being supporting the walls of the of the cathedral and here she is supporting herself and you can stand under it and sort of be part of it and supported by her um, so lots of it's funny because when you take a, when you choose a work of art in your head and because I've been working here for so long you kind of know where you're going to put it and when you put a work of art um, in a certain context. The place you're putting it is altered by the work of art, but the work of art itself is altered by the place, which is quite interesting. So you have this interesting dialogue taking place there.
And it is an interesting dialogue, let's face it. It is. It is. And it has been um, said, hasn't it, by, by one um, media body, shall we say, in London, The Guardian, that it, it is the best exhibition outside of London. Yes, we got voted number one, yes. And um, that was last week. In fact, we've been very lucky. We've had a lot of, of media um, coverage on our exhibition. And I'm so pleased for the cathedral and our community because this is about the community. And if it is bringing people to us and helping us survive and lifting our spirits. Um, and yeah, that's what it's about, really. Well, Jacqueline, you've certainly done that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank so, congratulations, thank definitely. You. You. And I think, you know, in, in a time that we're actually living through, you know, who, who could have made it up, really? Quite. I think it's a beacon of hope. You know, the fact that the cathedral on, on its own is 800 years old, has made it through everything, you know, Spanish flu, the pandemics, world wars. Yeah. Um, and bubonic plague, here we are. And um, you know, now you have this wonderful artwork that really, really is keeping people I think it's going. inspiring as well. And let's keep in mind that um, we, we, we will come and go, okay? But in 800 years time from now, please God, this building will still be standing. So we are really just this pinprick in the history of this space. Um, which a lot of the works inside also talk about. Um, in particular, the Gormley. You know, you have this um, shimmering figure, which isn't a whole figure. It's, it, looks like a, it looks like a whisper of a figure up high in the scissor arch looking down on us. And you think, and in some places in the cathedral you can see it, and in some places it almost disappears. And it talks about sort of absence and presence and the fact that we are frail, brave humans, okay? And in our time, the frail, brave humans actually made this building. Yes. And we made it, and they've gone, and the building is still here. And we'll go, and the building will still be here. It's quite remarkable, actually. I love the Gormley when you showed it to me because it almost felt as if, you know, God's presence. I mean, what a silly thing to say because, you know, God's well, presence is clearly here, yes. isn't he? Yes. Um, she or... Yes, presence. the presence of <laughs> presence. God is here yes. in the cathedral. Yes. I mean, it's such a beautiful spiritual place. And what a great choice of, of artwork, really. Um, and you've even gone digital. Yes, we've got a wonderful piece by Stanza uh, called The Reader. And it's all about data. And uh, he uses this wonderful word called infobesity, which means that we have continually bombarded with information until it's almost overload. And this um, is one of his works um, that sort of collects data and it, it reads so many thousands of books. And it's got this wonderful light, the, um, this blue heart that pumps. And it, whenever I see that, I kind of think I get goosebumps because that maybe that's the future. Maybe in another 800 years time when this building standing, people will be like that when they come in here. What will all be robots? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I hope not, Jacqueline. I well, they won't not. feel this cold stone under our bottoms. That's oh. all I can say. No, I mean, it, it, it is true that, you know, it, it does keep children also able to identify with God and the spiritual being um, that, you know, he or she is. Actually, when you enter that space, 
you're kind of leaving your everyday behind and you're entering uh, a space that isn't only awesomely beautiful, but it's full of history and spirituality and ritual. Okay, and that is going to impact on how you see things and how you feel when you enter a place like that. Because you do see and feel and think differently. So yes, and, and all those works. Inside, of course, they're smaller, you have to search for them, which is quite interesting. So you you, they, they're not obviously in front of you. Um, and so like when you do come across them, you, you can ask questions of yourself. You know, why is that there? What part does this play? Um, how do I feel about that? You know, how does it make me feel? You know, things, questions like that. Which is, you know, the sign of a, a truly brilliant exhibition as well, because, you know, as you said before, it's truly about I, contemplation, isn't it? You know, contemplating the last 800 years and God. Yes, yeah. I think, yes, I think we, we need something. We need faith at this point, don't we? We need something to believe in, especially now, given what we're faced with. Um, we need something to hold on to. Well, as you said, you know, this hopefully will be here in the next 800 years. Mm, yeah, and, yeah. you know, that it, we have marked a point we have. in this time. Is, we've put our little cross in history. And the exhibition is on now till April 2021. Because it wasn't, was it? No, we were, going to, we were actually going to close it this month, 25th of October. But... Um, I have to say, the galleries and artists and studios that I have worked with have all been wonderful. They all understood completely that half of our year had not, had we been closed. And so they all said, absolutely, we'd be very happy for you to keep our work till next year. So kindness, people have been very kind and thoughtful. Um, and I think something really good and positive has come out of the pandemic, hasn't it? That people have had time for reflection and contemplation that mm -hmm. perhaps we never had before. So it's almost a wonderful idea, isn't it? That you've actually been able to hang on to the artwork for a whole absolutely. year. Yes, yes. And it's not, it just shows you, you can plan. And I'm a great planner. Oh, my goodness. You can't plan for things. And I think this has really taught me that. You, you, you can't plan for everything. It, that, and that just shows you that there is something bigger than you out there. You know, there is, it's not, we're not in control completely. We're not. But that's another story for another day. <laughs> it, it is. So, I mean, just, just quickly, really, about your story, because you've story. been here how long now? Next year will be 12 years, yes. Um, and when I started, I actually started the rolling art program at the cathedral. And uh, we, since 2000, end of 2008, but beginning of 2009, we've, um, we wrote an arts policy and we have been delivering two or three exhibitions every year, which most of them include community as well. We did wonderful Le Colombe, if you remember the doves in the nave after the Novichok incident. Um, bringing our community together all the time. And I think, I think that's the one thing that um, was a surprise for me, is how people engage with the art. Because a lot of people in our community think that the, this beautiful building, this church, is 
this cathedral is really only for a certain echelon in society or only religious people. But by putting the sculptures and the works of art outside, they have become curious because people are curious and we've managed to and, and sort of managed to draw them in and be they become part of our community so we've actually um, reached out to the wider community and they've we sort of embraced and brought them in and we are we are a stronger community for it and the art has helped to do that Definitely, it has. I mean, I, I've actually, you know, I can hold witness to that because uh, I've actually sat in the, the close in the summertime when we couldn't meet in people's houses uh, with friends having a picnic oh, and had a lovely, lovely afternoon surrounded by the most gorgeous artwork. So thank you, Jacqueline. My pleasure. <laughs> so where did the interest in art start for you? Oh, gosh. Uh, six years old, uh, I started painting, um, and I remember. And I, it's strange. I don't know why I'm telling you this story because I don't tell. I don't. I think I don't think I've told many people the story. But I remember the headmaster at my school calling my parents in and saying to them, "If you can't afford for Jacqueline to have art lessons, we'll pay for them." Um, wow. And um, immediately he introduced me to this woman, wonderful woman called Faith Hooper remember her name I can't believe that and I five years old that's 50 years ago and um, I, I it's always been art for me and then I studied fine art and then I studied graphic design and then I started I worked with the stone some of the stone masons here in this cathedral um, carving stone um, and it just kind of happened from there and then I, I honestly believe that um, that I was called to do this, that it was just something I was meant to do and that I followed the breadcrumbs and here I am. Um, well, you are the woman who's fully embraced the spirit of Salisbury Cathedral. There's no doubt about that. Well, it's my, it's my other home. It's my home from home, yes. Oh. Well, congratulations. I think it's an amazing exhibition. And, and for anybody listening to this or watching this, it's open until April. You do have to do a booked appointment though, don't you? Yes, yes. Uh, so if you go online, uh, you can book an appointment. And uh, we really only do that for track and trace reasons. Uh, and we're open from 10 till 4. Uh, but well worth a visit, even if you were just to come to the outside and, and have a cup of coffee in the grounds. Or... Well, it, it is a remarkable building. It is, but she's very elegant. I call her she. She's very, very elegant building. Uh, and yeah, worth a visit just to see the building, really. Thank you very much for, for inviting me here today to the cathedral and coming on tea time. Thank you, Ali. And it's so lovely to actually share it with you.